Norfolk City Council is now in session. The opening prayer will be given by Pastor Sania Hetherton, Lafayette Presbyterian Church. And please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the opportunity and ability to be involved in this meaningful and useful work and for the honor of bearing responsibilities for the citizens of this city. You have taught us to obey governing authorities as they promote and protect peace, order, and justice. And so I pray for this council, for the mayor and the assembled members, and ask that you grant them the wisdom to govern amid the many competing interests and issues of our times, that you give them a thirst for justice, compassion, and rightness, and that you guide them as they discern what is in the best interest of all the people who put their trust in them. I ask you grant them the ability to work together in harmony and the gift to listen with the best outcome in mind, and that you grant them personal peace in their lives and continuous joy in their task. I pray for the agenda for this meeting, that it will benefit those who live and work in our beloved city of Norfolk, Virginia. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution approving the telephonic participation of Councilwoman Graves. A resolution approving the telephonic participation of Councilwoman Angela Williams Graves in the council meeting of March 13, 2018. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? I like that term telephonic. Sounds like she's being beamed in. Aye. <laughs> Mr. Alexander? It's with, it's with 5G. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. We're there for you, Angela. <laughs> Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Mm -hmm. Ms. Graves? Telephonically, aye. Here. <laughs> Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smigel? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Dr. Wibley? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. Uh, the motion is dispensed with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, for the benefit of those who do not regularly attend our council meetings, our procedures is to first take up ceremonial items. Next, we'll take up public hearings, then the consent agenda, which will be voted in a block. If any member of the public or the council wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the block and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take up the regular agenda items in the order as they appear on the docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we take up any new business to come before the council. Uh, when your name is called, please come to the podium, uh, state your name and your address, and please limit your comments to three minutes. To speak, you should have signed up outside the lobby prior to 7 p.m. with the clerk. Mr. Clerk, PH1. Public hearing one scheduled for this day to amend the future land use designation in the general plan Norfolk from single family suburban to multifamily at 2676, 2680, 8690, 5211, 12, and 15 Azalea Garden Road. 
for a text amendment to the city zoning ordinance to create a new plan development 2741 azalea garden place residential plan development azalea um, pdr azalea garden place and c4 change of zoning from r6 single family to pdr azalea garden place uh, at the aforesaid addresses on crick circle thank you uh, uh, bobby Feynman. yes would you like to please come Good evening, Mr. Mayor, fellow council members. I'm Bobby Feynman, 2617 All Saints Court in Virginia Beach. I'm here primarily to answer questions, but I would like to say that uh, I've been working extensively for several months with Jackie Rochelle and their Civic League on this project. Uh, and we have uh, been able to work through the issues and concerns that have been brought forward by them, and uh, they are supporting the project namely the elevations, the consistency of materials uh, on the exterior facade. Uh, another big topic was limiting the number of units that in the homeowners association that would be available to be used as rentals, um, things of that nature. Thank you. So outside of that, I'm here to answer questions. All right. Come on. All right, thank you. Uh, Ms. John. Um, and working with the, the Civic League and... Um, the agreement that you have with the Civic League, did you and the Civic League come to an agreement? All of those agreements have been made? Yes, ma'am. And passed a clear understanding? Yes, ma'am. Okay. To the best of my knowledge. Okay. Well, Ms. Rochelle? She's up next. Okay. She's coming up next. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Feynman. Thank, Thank you, you. Ms. Okay. Feynman. Jackie Rochelle? Jackie Rochelle, 3314 Souls Point Road, I get it. Norfolk. Good evening. I'm Jackie Rochelle. I'm with the Greenwood Elmhurst Willoughby Heights Civic League. Uh, I hear, I'm also here to answer <coughs> questions as we are in support of this, and it is a very large, ambitious product, project and really the first of its kind for our area. So many questions have arisen, and there are still, I'm sure, a few concerns lying about. So <clears throat> trying to allay some of those concerns, we did work very extensively with Mr. Feynman. This project began last November for us uh, at our November dinner, where we saw an idea. And through the next few months, we have concluded with agreements on items such as building materials, that all buildings will have <clears throat> the same quality of materials, not just those on the exterior ring around the outside of the project. We wanted to see it in all buildings. We wanted to limit the number of rentals. We want this to be home ownership. But in reality, we know there are going to be some rentals. There are some that are unavoidable because the military, for example, by law, we can't control that. So combining that with things the community has wanted to see for Azalea Garden Road for some time, such as the installations of curbs and sidewalks on Azalea Garden Road for this corridor is a main thoroughfare that we wanted to see it upgraded for a considerable period of time. And this project will help yield that change for us. We are also preserving trees wherever possible and planting new trees in furtherance of the canopy cover for the city of Norfolk. We have an adequate buffer. The biggest concern people had was the buffer. We're building three-story structures next to Cape Cods. And Cape Cods have been wonderful to us. They are an important part of our past. They are not, however, our future. We know that 
projects such as this need to come along. This project, and to be clear, will work, we feel, in this environment because of the surrounding nature. There's an empty field behind it. There is a main thoroughfare street in front of it. On the side is another thoroughfare street, and the homes or the Cape Cods that exist around the structure have an adequate buffer of backyards, because back in those days, you may have had a long, narrow lot, but you put the house up front. So between the buffer of the housings itself and the open land, and the open land of people in their backyards, we feel, and having talked directly <coughs> to the residents in the area, that this project for us in this particular scenario will work. It's been a long process. We want to thank Councilwoman Johnson for her patience with us in this process and, and some guidance that she's provided to us, and to certainly to Susan Pollock in planning and to you all for your patience in letting us get to this point. So I'm here to answer questions, and if you have any, we'll be happy to answer. <clears throat> um. Ms. Rochelle, yes. I just want to say thank you um, as the nearest Civic League um, for this project, Councilwoman Angela Graves and Mr. Paul Riddick, for all of us being able to, to work together to see this, this project come about. Thank you, Mr. Feynman, for taking the opportunity and working with the, the Civic League so that we could get the best possible project. Um, for this community, and I really appreciate it. We can all work together. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Mm -hmm. PH2. I'm sorry. Let's call the roll. I have uh, three ordinances for yep. this, Mr. Mayor. The first is an ordinance to rezone properties located at 2676, 80, 86, and 90 as Garden Road and 5211, 12, and 15 Creek Circle from SF6, single-family suburban, to PDR Azalea Garden Place. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinances and adopt. Ms. <coughs> Graves. Second is an ordinance to amend the Norfolk zoning ordinance so as to create the Azalea Garden Place Residential Plan Development District, dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. And the third is an ordinance to amend the city's general plan so as to change the land use designation for properties located at 2676, 80, 86, and 90 Azalea Garden Road and 5211, 12, and 15 Crick Circle from single-family suburban to multifamily. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH2. Public hearing 2. Uh, on the application of DSF Development LLC for the closing, vacating, and discontinuing of a portion of the public right-of-way known as Crick Circle, extending eastwardly from the eastern line of Azalea Garden Road, and by a 7-0 vote, Planning Commission recommends approval. 
Um, an ordinance closing, vacating, and discontinuing Creek Circle and authorizing the conveyance to the abutting property owners of any interest the city may have in the street conditioned upon payment to the city of the sum of $5,000. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Must be 3G. There's a slight delay. <laughs> Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Webley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH3? Public hearing three scheduled for this day to hear comments approving an option to purchase real estate between the City of Norfolk Cellar and Hampton Road Sanitation District as purchaser for the sale of approximately 35 acres of land on property currently used as a municipal golf course known as Lambert's Point Golf Course in the City of Norfolk. Um, Catherine Kilduff. <clears throat> Hello. Hi. Thank you for having a public hearing on this item. Um, my name is Catherine Kilduff, and I live at 537 Pembroke Avenue in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and I have three points that I wanted to bring up today about the golf course. One, its importance for our quality of life in Norfolk and the importance in the fabric of the community. Um, the second one is that it really contributes to the solution for a lack of outdoor sports space in Norfolk. Um, and then the third one is that this is potentially a very controversial project, the SWIFT program. And I think that asking the city council for an option is an underhanded way to get our elected officials on record before all the data is available for what the impacts of injecting wastewater into our drinking aquifer will be. Um, so just in terms of a little bit more elaboration on those three points. Um, in terms of the quality of life in Norfolk, Lambert's Point is an open, huge open space on the water that's available for adults and kids in the community to go to. And I know the city puts so much effort into thinking about where we have areas on the water that aren't industrial and that we can improve public access to. And that includes the Elizabeth River Trail. It includes the examination of green infrastructure and kayak launches. And I think to undo the golf course there, which is amazing, it's right next to the ODU Sailing Center, which is a wonderful place for people to hang out on the beach and launch kayaks, um, as well as watch the ODU regattas. We have colleges from all over the country that come to ODU Sailing Center to be there, and it's right next to the golf course. Um, to undo a working, open public space on the water is contrary to all the other efforts of the city council um, along the waterfront elsewhere, like Plum Point Park and um, Harbor Park water access. So I think we need to keep what works. Um, the second one, quality of life. Lambert's Point is an amazing neighborhood that's really up and coming. You know, my kids love playing basketball at Lambert's Point Recreation Center. <coughs> like I said, the ODU Sailing Center is there. We go there all the time. And I really think it's one of Norfolk's assets, that whole area in the ODU complex that really brings people to Norfolk <coughs> because it's an attractant. Um, and my last, oh, and then I also want to talk about sports. The sports are important because we play all sorts of sports, and it's always a struggle to not have to drive to Virginia Beach or Williamsburg to find a field to play on, whether it's Little League or soccer or lacrosse. So to have a golf complex where they have classes for kids through the YMCA and first tee and to have it in our backyard 
is so great. And I think that if we eliminate those open green spaces, people are going to start not living here. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mr. Yes. Is there, an is there an opportunity to provide a little further yes, Mr. Mr. Bender is on his way as we speak. I think we could probably address a lot of those issues. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And to the to the points that the, the previous speaker just made, as far as uh, waterfront access, um, the neighborhood that's particular there, and also Ted Hennepin here is also from uh, HRSD, and maybe the last point has to deal with the, the resilience component of associated with SWIFT, but um, particular in the agreement as far as waterfront access, we asked for from HRSD to remain or have an easement uh, to access this waterfront. Um, right now, like what she had said, there's access there, but it's limited. It's for our golfers, particularly unless there's snow, and so that's when we see more of the kids and more of the adults out there. But um, we understood um, important, listening to Dr. Wibley and Ms. McClellan and all of you on council, that we need to retain that opportunity. So we intend to augment, uh, hopefully, and include access through the Elizabeth River Trail along the buffer in between Norfolk Southern and also um, Hampton Road Sanitation District itself. Um, so, I'm sorry, Mr. Yep. Benda, just, just if, if for those who are watching, so okay. on the, the image there on the right, yes, the, the area that's green along the waterway, would Correct. we would continue to maintain as open uh, access waterway for our citizens to access uh, maybe for future fishing, <coughs> uh, kayak launches, et cetera there. So that would all continue as well as the area where the driving range is yes, as well. That's right. Okay. And so to the sports component, the, the, dri the driving range will be maintained afterwards and it re uh, remains an open question as whether or not we keep in a driving range. You'll have Powhatan Field for athletic events is still, there'll be the parking lot as well as the, um, the clubhouse for a different use by Old Dominion. Um, we took a tour of War II this uh, last Tuesday. We heard how important the neighborhood immediately adjacent and around it is. So the intention working with Ted and, and the, the, the buffer, if you will, is to be an aesthetically pleasing one. Um, it's only a small expansion of the current facility. We've talked about um, what it may mean as far as staff. It's maybe two FTEs, maybe three at most. Access will uh, be through the main gate uh, again. It's not onto the property. So the hope would be to create something that's uh, an asset and also an ability um, to retain many of the things that um, the speaker had said as far as waterfront access and also maintaining uh, the character and uh, momentum of this particular neighborhood. Okay, Dr. Woodley. Really, just to, to uh, emphasize what Winter is saying, the access to the water will actually be improved because right now, unless you're dodging golf balls, uh, you can't uh, launch a kayak or, at, or a walk or a bike or a cycle on um, the Elizabeth River Trail along the waterfront. So this will actually improve our access to the water from what it is now. Now that said, I also had much hesitation about losing a golf course. Um, and I'm hopeful that because now we will have access to Sewell's Point, which already happened in the end of February, uh, then we'll be able to continue things like first tee at that um, facility. So we'll be working on that because I agree <coughs> that's very important. But there's a lot of wins in here, too, for our green space um, environment. And, Andrea? And also just to confirm, this is a five-year option, so nothing will happen with this current golf course until at the earliest 2023. Is that correct? That is correct. And um, the the... The, the amount of revenue that the city that is cash strapped will get from this potential deal is? 15 million. Okay, thank you. Yep. That's 15 million for the option? First, yeah. And then 15 million if they go forward with the closure. 
Okay. So 30 in the 30 total. Only if the SWIFT is found to be safe for our water. And has yes, all of the appropriate approvals, Permits. et cetera, right. from regulatory agencies. Correct. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bindup. Mr. Clerk, call the roll. Have an ordinance approving an option to purchase real estate between the City of Norfolk Cellar and Hampton Road Sanitation District as purchaser for the sale of approximately 35 acres of land on property cur currently used as a municipal golf course known as Lambert's Point Golf Course in the City of Norfolk. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves. Hi, Mark, I'm going to need you to speak up a little bit. Too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll try. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Webley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, C1 through C6 will be taken up in a block. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinances and approve the consent agenda. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. <coughs> R1. R1 is an, <coughs> pardon me, an ordinance authorizing the acquisition of a certain parcel of property located at 1006 East Ocean View Avenue for the sum of $350,000, approving the terms and conditions of the purchase and sale agreement, and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $365,000 from funds heretofore appropriated for acquisition of the property and all related transactional costs. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R2? An ordinance authorizing the acquisition of certain parcels of property located at 186 West Ocean View Avenue, 192 West Ocean View Avenue, 194, 196, and 198 West Ocean View Avenue for the sum of $2 million, approving the terms and conditions of the purchase and sale agreement and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $2,010,000 from funds heretofore appropriated for acquisition of the property and all related transactional costs. Dispense with the charter requirement. Uh, David Wormel. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Council, for letting me speak. And fellow citizens, I'm here to talk about the recent plan to purchase greenies um, that came out, I guess, a week or two ago. Sorry. Um, let me ask. How many of you have Mr. Sir, 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 sir. sir. Oh, address the Council, please. Okay, all right. So please state um, your name and address, Mr. Wormald. David Wormold, 424 East Westmont Avenue, Norfolk. Been a citizen at Norfolk uh, since 1980. Thank you, sir. Lived in Westmont since 1989. Yes, sir. Um, I believe that every organization needs to be transparent, have open communication, and um, just be, you know, trustful. So my concern here is that while this is small potatoes compared to education, schools, jobs that pay a living wage, and community policing, I still feel it needs to be addressed. Now, I agree, Greenies is a dump and it needs to be torn down. But how many places in Norfolk can you go, sit outside, Get a beer and pretend you're in the Key West. Zero. Really, on a beach, you can't sit there and do anything. But, you know, go to Greenies. And it should be torn down. But I don't, I don't know, you know, the plan is, I guess, to provide more beach access. There's plenty of beach access in Norfolk. I think there's three days a year you can go and not find a parking spot. Labor Day, Memorial Day, and maybe Fourth of July. St. Patrick's Day. 
well, okay, <laughs> agreed. But otherwise, there's plenty of beach access. So I think this is an example of further ocean view gentrification. I mean, I don't get it. Um, Two million dollars? That's that's a big that's a big sum of money for a dump. I mean, that place should have been torn down years ago. And they should have put something better. But now we're gonna pay the boons two million dollars just for that little piece of property. Turn it into a beach, and then and then what? I ask you, what's gonna happen in two to four years? Are you gonna authorize condos? Maybe a new mattress store. Or another Dollar General. We got enough of those. You know, it's, you know, it's small potatoes, but still. Point is, tear it down, but put something else up. You know, give someone else a chance to put a bar, a place. I like to bring my family in from out of town. It's a dump, but I'll go and sit on the beach and have a beer with them. Because it's something to do. It's part of what makes Norfolk great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Clerk. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves. Ms. Graves. Aye. Thank Sorry. you. Aye. Thank you. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. I just want to thank you for coming down and engaging and telling us your thoughts. I, I've, uh, I think Mr. Smeagol and I have heard a lot of feedback, and I'll let Tommy speak for himself. Um, we have a revolving fund, and we try and take and purchase when opportunities come available, uh, properties that are blighted or, or opportunities for future development. And we're trying to improve the overall access to the beach as well as future development. So I agree. We need to have more opportunities to enjoy our water, to be able to dine on the water, to play there. And so we'll, we'll definitely take that into consideration, and I hope that we'll be able to have more places for you to have a beer with your family on the beaches in Ocean View soon. So I vote aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Just wanted to say thank you again for coming down as well. Um, I posted a, I made a post on Facebook. It had over 500 likes um, explaining this and 300 shares. I've never had a post that has gone that viral um, about uh, an issue. And I know that there's a lot of people who love greenies. I, I know I, I see Mr. Mayor, uh, former mayor back there. Paul, you probably would have never seen this coming. Uh, but. The, the opportunity we have here, we were approached to purchase it, so it's not something that we're taking. Um, and it was part of a long-term plan of all the civic leagues down there have looked at targeted areas and where we can show growth. And I'm sure you're aware next to that was Mama's Italian Kitchen um, at one time that was taken, and there was always a strategy to continue buying property along that um, parcel to kind of put it together because it's broken up. Um, we were discussing earlier, this is probably the only place in America that there's a laundromat that has bay views. Um, and we still could potentially take that uh, property, uh, purchase it at, at some point. So um, we're committed to engaging the community on figuring out what we're going to do with that property when it's all said and done. I know the mayor uh, mentioned um, access to the beach. That could be part of the bigger picture of what's going to happen there. Um, temporarily, it would be access to the beach. But we would love to see uh, um, some future growth as well, not townhomes or condos or anything like that. But we Not do, a mattress store. And not a mattress store, definitely that. Um, it, it would go well with the laundromat, right? Um, but we do. We, we recognize the um, desire to give Ocean View a new image. Um, it's needed. Um, and unfortunately, this has been holding us back. 
um, and looking at what we could potentially do as a gateway into ocean view. Um, so we are paying the appraised value for this. And one thing to consider with it is that there is a business there. So you pay more when there's an existing business for that. Um, it could have potentially been sold to another um, operator that would have left it what it is and not invested in it. Um, we were fortunate enough to be get the first uh, opportunity to purchase it. And as uh, Councilwoman McClellan said, this is from land revolving funds uh, that are used for these, these reasons. Uh, and some of that money that's in that land revolving fund comes from selling other property that we owned in Ocean View um, and we reinvest it. And so that's what we, we're going to continue doing all throughout Norfolk. And I want to thank my colleagues for um, believing in this and uh, recognizing the potential for this site and what we can do here and continuing to see Ocean View grow. Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Uh, let me just say thank you, uh, David, for your passion, your advocacy, uh, and your concern, um, and also your engagement. Uh, when the opportunity presents itself, certainly we'll keep your views in mind. And thank you for referencing that Ocean View is part of what makes Norfolk great. So thank you for coming. Abodai. R3. R3 is an ordinance granting Atlantic Coast Pipeline LLC a long-term easement for a term of 40 years and temporary construction easements for a term of up to five years across the City of Norfolk property located in the City of Suffolk and a license to cross the City of Norfolk easement located in the City of Suffolk in conjunction with the construction, installation, and maintenance of a natural gas pipeline subject to certain terms and conditions. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Clerk, call the roll. Ms. Graves. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Abstain. Mr. Riddick? No. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? I hope many of you read in the paper uh, recently that we are the second most, having the second biggest increase in sea level rise um, in the country. And I appreciate the fact that our public works has told us that there are no risks for this pipeline, and I, I accept that. My um, angst with this is that this is technology of the past, and we should not be investing, Dominion should not be investing in old energy sources, and we should be using this money to be moving toward sustainable and renewable sources. I'm disappointed that uh, this is pushing through. I, I'm aware that, that, that I was a losing cause, uh, but I vote no. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Mr. Mayor, I have um, two additional items. One is a housekeeping matter, and that is um, certifying the closed meeting resolution. Mr. Clerk? As um, a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk held in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act, adopt the resolution. Um, Ms. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. And the additional item is a resolution appointing Henry U. Harris III <coughs> to the City Investment Management Committee for a certain term. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigo? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? What is the certain term? Three years. Oh, thank you. Aye. If Mr. it was four, I might not have voted. <laughs> Mr. Alexander? Aye. That's all I have, Mr. Mayor. New business? Uh, Robert Henderson. 
Bye, you guys. See you later. Thank you. Telephonically, goodbye. <laughs> Good evening. Good My name is Robert Henderson. I'm a resident of 1120 Craig Street in South North Berkeley. Um, I'm here just to uh, share with y'all, you know. Sure, go ahead. Just to um, share my issues as well as the issues of other guys that's facing the same problems that I face that I encounter every day when I'm moving about throughout the neighborhood somewhere as an ex-felon. It's a whole lot of obstacles that we have discussed out amongst ourselves that stops us from gaining employment, gainful employment, where we can have benefits just like everybody else, you know. And um, one thing is a driver's license, you know, because, you know, the city, y'all one of the biggest employers in the city, the city of Norfolk, what, what, whatever um, facility it is, whether it's parks and forestry, parks and recreation, uh, storm water, whatever, and Norfolk Redevelopment Housing Authority. And one thing they have on the applications is a driver's license. It, it's, a, it's like handicapping somebody that you really say you're trying to help. Mm -hmm. But the way that we could be helped is if it's possible that y'all can look at an exception clause concerning driver's license exemptions for city jobs or NRHA jobs where felons are concerned or give us 90 days upon employment to obtain a valid driver's license. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish that y'all would consider that for felons. You know, because we return to society and we're supposed to be rehabilitated. I've been home for three years, going on three years. One time I was in and out of prison. My mother passed away in 2011. I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going back. And my back is up against the wall now because for three years I done put in stacks of applications. Matter of fact, I bring it down here the next time and let y'all see. <clears throat> no answers or it's got, you need a valid driver's license. You know, I need money so that I can get a driver's license, you know. And uh, I just wish y'all take that in consideration. And, and my second issue is second chances. It's funded by the city. But they say their hands are tied. I done talked to them numerous times. We want to help you, Robert, but we got guidelines that's placed on us by the city because they can't deal with violent felons. I had a robbery 15, 20 years ago. I had an unlawful wounding, but that was 15, 20 years ago. I made a mistake. I paid for it. Now I'm out. And I'm, I'm looking for services that can help me. But everywhere I go, it's like it's, it's, it's a handicap. It's a barrier. And I want to do, do the city really, really, really care. Really, really care. I mean, because if not, you know, I mean, I just shouldn't be in the city, honestly. Y'all should tell them, keep them. You know, send them back. Or, you know, I'm just frustrated, for one. But I got faith and I got hope in God that God will touch one of y'all heart and let y'all understand what I'm dealing with. And it's not just me. There's other guys out there that I talk to that want to work but can't work because of the barriers and restrictions that's put on our chances as being an ex-felon. So, Robert, before you leave, um, back on your right is uh, uh, Michael Goldsmith and Morgan Whalen. Morgan just got back from the General Assembly, and um, some of those things that you're discussing was discussed, and she may be able to bring you up to speed and tell you what services that may be available. Uh, Chief and Morgan, raise your, raise your hand, Morgan, and she, she'll, she, she'll be with uh, Mr. Goldsmith, and they could tell you what happened in this past General Assembly session uh, as it relates to um, um, trying to uh, overcome some of those barriers uh, to getting employment, getting driver's license, and, and other credentials. So be sure you speak with them before you, before you leave the building, okay? All right. All right, Robert. 
I appreciate y'all for listening. I wish you the best. Yeah. Yes. I hope we can have some follow-up on this, too, because so. yeah. this is not unlike when we banned the box, you know, on yeah. applications. And so I'm hoping that we can, as a city, yes. can Mandate set an example. Mandate. Reduce that's, that's the recidivism. Mandate, ban the box, because down in the process, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know if y'all know, but down the process, if you get the interview, they're going to ask you about the same thing you say you're banning the box. Is the box out the way? The question should be out the way automatically. Yep. You Thank know, you, it's just one address. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate y'all. Thank All right, you. Daryl Higgins. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. We have, uh, have been trying to get a boat ramp on Little Creek for years and years and years, and it was, you know, was going to be accessed. Uh, I don't know where to put it or anything, but there's been four or five places that's come up over the years, and the, the city council was going to look at it, look at it, look at it, get back with us, and they never did. I just want to know if there's any way we could still get a boat ramp on Little Creek so we don't have to go to Virginia Beach. And the one down on Ocean View, it's always so sanded up that you can't get a boat in and out of there of any size. You know, we've got, got to drive all the way to Virginia Beach to put a, a, a boat in, you know, all those miles. And I just want to see if there's anything in the in the works to get a boat ramp down there. All right, Mr. Goldsmith. Wait, Mike, do you want out? All right, Winter. See, Winter. Winter. So the boat ramp at Lake Whitehurst is under construction right now. Is it? Yes, so that's on the corner of Hewitt and Shore Drive. Right. There's a small boat ramp going in there. We'll have about 18 parking spots, roughly. That should be opening up sometime in April. And then access to Pretty Lake is a concern. Uh, actually, Councilwoman McClellan and I met with Cobbs Marina because that was the access that people had to get out into uh, Pretty Lake and then into the bay. And there is no uh, public access to to there and we have looked at areas around the Pretty Lake Bridge as yeah. a potential opportunity because we own some property there to put in a boat ramp. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going right. to go. But we, we would have to apply for some um, assistance from the state. Um, there are some funds that we can go after to help with that. Um, it was about a million dollars, I think, is what a million five was needed in order to um, put a new boat ramp in there, also with some wetlands mitigation that would have to be done in that area. Okay. But we are looking into it. Just it's a funding okay. issue. What size boat are you thinking about? <coughs> I'm not curiosity. About what? What what type of boat? What size boat? It's a twenty five foot. Would that work at Lake Whitehurst? Twenty five foot. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the way we could pay for that would be be a lottery or like every week sell tickets for free taxes for that year. <laughs> Just think how many millions the city could put in the car besides yeah. the boat ramp. Very good, Doug. There's your creativity uh, and budgeting. Yeah. We'll yeah. announce that on April 3rd. <laughs> yeah. And I had one other thing, if I could bring up the, that restaurant that was shown on the, on the tape earlier. Those people have really turned that restaurant around. And it's so crowded all the time, and I'd hate to see it go. You know, if there's any way that we could get by with leaving that restaurant, it would be a great service to all the people down there. But there's so many people. I mean, I mean, just the, the walk-in crowd is amazing, and everybody loves that restaurant down there. We, we talked about this in our, um, our work session earlier, and uh -huh. I've asked the city to take a look at that, whether or not, um, we don't have immediate plans for the building if they could just act as the landlord to the lessee who's there right now to o OB Diner 
um, and yeah. to see if they could still remain or if there might be another space in the adjacent building for them. So we've heard similar response from a lot of folks. So okay. uh, people need to come down to Ocean View and enjoy all of our great restaurants. Yeah, and that would be great. I mean, it's really a kind of a historical building anyway. It's been there for so many years. And I've been going there most of my life. You know? Thank you for coming down and okay, talking to us. thank you very much. Richard Tarr. My name is Richard Tarr, 1931 Fox Island Lane, Norfolk. I'd like to uh, talk about the same thing Darrell was talking about, and I didn't realize he was going to mention some of that, but uh, years ago, I talked to Randy Wright about this boat ramp, and he said, yeah, it's in the planning. Well, years went by, years went by, and I asked him again, still nothing was done about it. I guess he was more involved in the light rail boondoggle than, than putting a boat ramp down there, but anyway, uh, my question was, like Daryl's, uh, and I think you answered it. Is there any uh, anything in the in the future for putting a boat ramp? Virginia Beach has one down there at um, Isles Creek, and they have one at um, um, Lynn Haven Inlet, and it's it's crowded all the time. We have the perfect place here in in um, Norfolk to put one at Little Creek, which is close. Now the one at on um, Willoughby. It's a long way. People wouldn't launch that to go out to the bridge tunnel. That's the most important uh, place to fish. The most popular is out there or offshore, and they go out of Little Creek. And yet we don't have a boat ramp down there. We've got one in different places in the city where it's fine if you're going to be up in the river but not going offshore. <clears throat> and I th maybe you answered that, that there is maybe something in the future. On, uh, with Mike, yes. It's good to hear your voices yeah. about this. Yeah, pardon? It's good to hear your voice about this. We would like it too. We just have to keep pushing for it. So. Yeah. Well, when, Randy was telling me that 20 years ago. And well, one, th one thing we would hope too is that the amount of fishing permits will increase with the Lake Whitehurst reopening. And so um, we lost a lot of revenue when that boat ramp closed. And so hopefully we'll have an opportunity to reactivate that and look at the funding that comes in and maybe even use some of those funds towards a, a future boat ramp. But there, we know there's a need. We want to really activate our marinas more um, in, in there. That was part of our meeting and figuring out what we can do. Or unfortunately, there's been a, a dip in our marinas, um, but we would like to get it activated again. And get I think it you put a, a one over Stumpy Lake way over there in the Isle of Wight County. Yeah. For, and it was a, a big boat ramp over there. You spent yeah. how much million dollars over there to, to put one in a private lake, or not a private lake, but a city lake, that hardly no one goes to, and then here we're down at Ocean View, uh, which um, Lake Whitehurst, that's a freshwater. Right. Ocean View would be for saltwater fishermen. Yep. It'd be a different, different clientele. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you. thank you for coming. Privately, it's privately owned. It's privately owned. Yeah. All right. So, why don't we, um, Tommy, we'll make sure that you have uh, my email and Tommy's email, and we'll have uh, some follow up conversations. I'd like to continue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danny Lee Ginn. My name is Danny Lee Ginn. I live at 3844 Dare Circle. 
and I've had the privilege uh, in the last few weeks of sitting down and having face-to-face -face conversations, conversations uh, with a number of you, uh, which I appreciate very much that you have extended that courtesy to me. Uh, and in these conversations, uh, I think two misconceptions uh, I have gathered from you. Uh, first of all, um, in conversations with some of you, you said, well, you're here to talk to me about uh, sanctioning Paul Riddick. And I want to clear that up. Uh, in a decade of coming in here, I have never asked any of you to sanction Paul Riddick. Uh, never. Uh, now, the only individual who has asked for a sanction for Paul Riddick uh, was Tommy Smeagol, uh, who uh, wrote a letter uh, to city council uh, when Mr. Riddick was, um, had failed to pay his federal income taxes. And he, in a fiery letter, said that uh, uh, he should be sanctioned because he broke his uh, oath to the city, the state, and the nation. So uh, I have never asked any of you to sanction uh, uh, Mr. Riddick. Uh, what I did is I took a lead from Mr. Pesco, uh, who suggested that you could have a vote of no confidence uh, as to where you stood in regards to his bullying and racist uh, behavior, but that is the only thing that I have ever asked for in regards uh, to that matter. Uh, the second misconception is that many of you uh, have told me, and it's almost universal, uh, that Danny, we really don't have to talk to you, uh, and we don't really have to address your concerns or, or your, um, your challenges. Uh, we are the elected officials, we make the decisions, uh, we can stay here quiet for years, which you have, um, and you can come in and talk to a wall of silence, but we don't really have to talk to you. Uh, we're not obligated to do so. Uh, I would very much disagree with that. Uh, you have chosen to be representatives of the people of the city, uh, and you have an obligation to address the concerns uh, of every citizen uh, who walks to this podium. Uh, you may not like that individual, you may not agree with that individual, but it is your responsibility to address the concerns. Uh, and, uh, you know, so uh, this is a, a misconception, I think, that all of you have gotten, uh, that you are here to make the decisions uh, without the input uh, of the people, and uh, that is not what democracy is all about. Um, so those are the two I want to I want to type uh, clear up. Uh, as a caveat, very quickly, uh, I want to say that uh, my ego is totally crushed uh, because nobody has ever uh, thanked me for coming down here uh, to talk to you. Mary Simpson Jones. Good evening, Mayor. Good evening, Council Members. My name is Mary Simpson-Jones, and I live at 7505 Paulin Court. Two weeks ago, I was invited to a kickoff, and I didn't know who this kickoff for uh, position on the school board. And I stayed there because I didn't know who was being nominated or whatever. But a school board member was endorsing her brother-in-law. I was appalled. 
I was very appalled at that because I felt like that was conflict of interest. Uh, to my knowledge and surprise, that school board member has had, when she did run for re-election, she had posters at Norview Middle School, which I have pictures of, which she and the principal should have been fired. And I have the pictures and I saved them. It's good to want your relatives on the board, regardless of whether you're a Republican or Democrat, it is definitely conflict of interest. And I asked, this free, I asked a school board member about it, about some bylaws concerning, uh, concerning relatives being, and they told me go to Mr. Pisco because he may have things about the bylaws of the school board. If there are not no bylaws about members who can be on the school board, there need to be that done. And I am going to produce that picture of that board that was at Norview Elementary School because it should not have been there according to policies and procedures. The principal should be fired. Something should be done to that teacher who had it by her door and the elected board. Uh, we do have freedom of speech. And Mr. Uh, Reddy, I, I, uh, I salute you for being able to accept all this negative thing from a person who comes up here and speaks to you each time I come. He is not a constituent of, you, of yours, but you are for the people. And as I have learned through the years, sometimes losing is winning. And he has not realized that. He needs to move on and go about his way because it is not even worth it. It's not worth it when you keep coming up here every week talking about the same person and nothing is being done about it. Get on to another subject matter. Move on. Thank you. Okay. Ellis James. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Ellis. My name is Ellis W. James. I reside at 2021 Kenlake Place here in the city of Norfolk. Dr. Wibley, I want to thank you ahead of St. Patrick's Day for your excellent work and contributions to our city. And um, although I often turn and acknowledge my city manager, I, it was out of no disrespect for you um, since we know each other over a long period of time. I want to defend my mayor. You don't mind if I do that, do you, Mr. City Manager? Never. All right. <laughs> He doesn't even know this is coming. <laughs> oh, 
having had the privilege over a long period of time of being tagged as the environmental person, I took umbrage and I told my wife and she said, you're absolutely right. I said, okay, I know I'm on the right track now. There was a letter in the Virginian pilot accusing my friend Kenneth Cooper Alexander of not addressing environmental issues in his presentation on the state of the, our city. Not true. <laughs> I have a copy verbatim of the speech, and I promise you he starts out with a specific reference to our city, and the reference is interesting, but it goes on. It even includes, as you move through the statement, uh, Virginia Wesleyan's award-winning GEAR Environmental Services Center was recognized as conservationist of the year by the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. The preeminent, and I'm, this is a proud Sierra Club member saying this to you, CBF is one of the preeminent environmental groups that protects our area. There are other specific references to our city and our resiliency and what we're working on and working towards. I'm going to call my friend tonight. He is a friend of mine and tell him how wrong he was to make a statement so lacking in factual substance and to remind him that if he's going to write a letter to the editor, he ought to do the way I do when I speak three minutes. Be quiet when you finish. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for what you did and what you've been doing. And thank you, City Manager and Team Norfolk. You're headed in the right direction. Thank you, Ellis. James Jarman. Good afternoon, Council. How you doing? It is a pleasure once again to stand in front of Norfolk's go governing body. And uh, uh, I'm at all at some of the wisdom and insight uh, that you have on various matters. You have a difficult task and uh, lots on your plate. I often try not to add anything else. Um, my son is arguably, to me, one of the greatest gifts that God has bestowed me. It is written, to whom much is given, much is expected. So since much has been given to me, I'm the responsible person 
and uh, responsible for his education, his safety, welfare, and well-being. And I take that very seriously. Uh, so I would like to point out to you uh, again, I am, I have a fear for my child's safety at school. And I can help fix a part of it, but I need help from where I can ever I can get it to fix other pieces of it. Um, this is not the proper venue for me to air intimate details. Uh, I hope I have given you a venue where I may be able to share uh, privately some of the details. Council is often tasked with making hard decisions and I know the school board's budget and different things are in vogue at this time. I would like for council to be well adversed at some of the details and trappings that have gone on or go on and I do not think you are aware of them. Again, I do not think it is the proper venue to uh, elaborate on details of those matters. Uh, I have a meeting with the school board also, which would be another venue, but I cannot afford for my son and my seed to fall through the cracks. I take that very seriously. And I need help from people that don't want to be politically correct or do what sounds good. I need a sleeve roll up and some serious help. I fought for 10 years to have my child standing at my side. If I had to fight another 10 to get him a good education and a safe place to go to school, I will. Thank you for your time. Yeah. And I appreciate what y'all do in the city, each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Janice McKee. Good evening, Council, Mayor. I'm glad to see everybody. I want to say I've really enjoyed you, Dr. Wibley. I've been coming up here since I was for a very long time. Tell we me, go back a long ways. We go up a long, long ways. <laughs> I was a teenager. I was 12. I was two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm here because uh, I want to address, um, I know that you all did your voting on, on uh, the budget. Um, and I was late getting here. That's why my name is the last name because I didn't want to leave. I sat in the car and looked at it. I we sat in the car and I said, okay, no. what, are they, what are they doing? What are they no, doing? We didn't vote on a budget. You no. haven't did it yet? No, I was yeah. trying to figure out what we are doing when you disappeared off the TV. I said, where are they going to? Because <laughs> um, I was sitting out. I said, oh, my God. I'm like, what am I missing? But anyway, and that you having good because my issue tonight is, see, I hear some real magical words. I'm going to go fast. Rotating funds, land rotating, the rotating of funds. The lumber yard was torn down in Campostola and was purchased, it was purchased by a group that now where the Clarion at, at Campostola stations 
is located. When that promise was made to sell their property, the Campostella, the South Side area, was promised that we would be the receivers of that selling of that piece of parcel. We came down here. We got it down here too. The property's been sold. Don't nobody know where the money is. My concern is sometimes funds are shifted. I understand that. But the corner of Wilson Road right now that enters into the city from Indian River Road to Berkeley Avenue needs work done. All the, it is the main feed in for D.D. Jones, which is right over that traffic light. Mm -hmm. The streets are tore up. There are potholes everywhere. And Chesapeake, after a long conversation I had with them, last week started doing some stuff on their side of the street. See, what happens is that we never do the work at the same time on Berkeley Avenue. So they're literally putting new pipings down because we complained about the flooding. I went over the bridge and went and talked to some of my some of my church members are part of the city council. So I told them about the flooding. And they said, well, you all fixed yours and didn't tell us. Okay, I said, no, well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm the president of the civil league, I'm gonna tell you. So when I came, I was so shocked when they showed up. And so the man said, you must be that Janice McKee lady when the guys were out there working. I said, y'all, you know my name? He said, mm-hmm, the lady described you. She told me you was gonna come out here. So I, they are working on their side of the street. They're shifting back as far as they can, and they're laying new pipings. And that pipe is supposed to move that water so that we won't have the standing water flowing over from Chesapeake onto the Norfolk side. I don't know how much Norfolk is damaged at this point because, you know, it still floods when you come around the curve off the railroad track. So now that we're looking at a budget, I want to make sure that our, our community is included in um, public the public monies for repairs of roads, streets, and... We need our money. That's it. Thank you all. Thank Have you. a great one. The mayor of Campostello public, will take care of that. Public, public works budget. Thank you. All right. We'll You'll take care of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.